0: Welcome back to the Aesthetic Coaches Quarter. I'm your guy, your favorite guy, of course. Thank you. We've in the emails. We've gotten the messages. My name is George Scandalis. We've got 15 minutes going on the clock today. I'm going to be your moderator because... <laughs> after nathan you know what everybody's like oh can we just get george to do and i was like sure (laughs) probably because they weren't happy with the last episode if you haven't heard it it's all about stripping people's individuality and putting them in uniform (laughs) right or wrong and even though i agree with it there are certain things so make sure you go on buzzsprout on stitcher on apple on spotify on anywhere you can catch your podcast and check out the other episodes including uniform staff training whether or not you should be paying them commissions. What else have we talked about? Someone pipe in here. What Giving people oh. the boot. Giving the people boot. the boot. I think stop incentives. Lisa, we should, we should give the other group the boot because when I said pipe in, everybody was like, uh, 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 right? Right? <laughs> and those other people, those other people, you just heard from Lisa Krause, the and beautician. Hi, Lisa. Hello. I wish you guys could see her. She's like decked out here no he uniform nothing right. the best
1: <laughs> nothing the best for my peeps
0: <laughs> and then we've also got the power couple from the usa nick and steph to verdict how are you guys ooh, ooh,
2: Great. doing awesome thank you happy to happy, be here happy
0: happy to be here happy to be here. nick you've got a new mic I do. Have He's a new really
2: mic. excited about his new mic.
0: I, I'm very <laughs> excited about the mic, Nick. If I if I do say this to myself, it's a big mic
3: you got. <laughs> big, big enough, is what. Okay. okay. All right,
0: All right. Let's not talk about the color of that big mic you got. <laughs> all, right. all right. we've also got my main man, the thorn to my side, but the professional love of my life, Nathan Strom. How are you, Nate?
4: Are you still talking to me after the last episode,
0: <laughs> uh, Nathan? I could not not talk to you because it's too expensive to legally separate our business. I've tried. I've tried. I've tried. Um, um, all right, let's not let's not bitter batter about all our stuff here again today. You know, you guys all like to talk too much, just like me, and that's why we do this aesthetic coach's quarter. I'm going to start off by thanking every single one of you guys out there that's listening, that has been listening, that's downloaded our podcast. The numbers are outstanding for something brand new that we are really putting our time and effort and heart into because we believe that raising this industry as a whole is going to do good for everyone. No matter if you are in USA, in Canada, in the UK, in Europe, in Australia, or even New Zealand, because, you know, you're a fan of Nathan. He's raising his arms in victory here. But big, big thank you to everyone out there that's uh, taking the time to listen. And we do love your messages. So get out there. Send us a message on our social. At Nathan Strom. At Nick At Steph At The Bitchin' Beautician. And is it The Bitchin' Beautician or Bitchin' Beautician?
1: The Bitchin' Beautician.
0: The Bitchin' Beautician. I got it wrong mm-hmm. on another episode.
1: I don't Did think I so. I think you said that. No, you got
0: it right. You got it right. I got it right? Got it right. Yeah. Wow, I'm never wrong. Good. Just wanted to make sure you all agree. (laughs) Well,
4: what about about uniforms?
0: And you can also follow me at
2: the underscore
0: skin underscore guy. (laughs) All right. So today's episode, guys, one that that I mentioned in a previous episode because I felt that we talked about it when we talked about staff training. But you all feel that we need to go over this. So I'm going to moderate today's episode, and you guys are going to talk about it. We're talking about onboarding. Setting up an onboarding process: the importance of it, what to do, what's right, what's wrong, how big should it be, how small should it be, how much time you should invest into this. Are you ready?
4: Yeah, I think we're ready. Yeah. Okay,
0: all small. right. Reminder to all our listeners: I'm putting 15 minutes on the clock today. I'm going to start with the power couple because I feel like you know they never get to actually come out of the gate and say something right away. They're always following one of you, other two, and I want them to be the first to market with their ideas because. They do a lot of onboarding, a lot of we onboarding, do. because they know we their do. stuff. They've been doing this a long time. Are you ready?
3: Yes, ready. we are ready. The clock is so, starting now. So I'm. I'm going to jump in first, even though my wife is the boss. I'm. I'm going to jump in because um, it, onboarding is really, really important. And after we're we're on our twelfth year of being in business, so we've been doing a lot of onboarding throughout the years. And the, What we have found out to be the best is we do an initial interview with us, we do an initial interview with the rest of the staff, then we do a working interview to see how they actually end up being in the situation, um, but as importantly is having some sort of period of time where you really need to have that person understand that they are being tried out. Whether it be 30 days or 60 days or whatever it is, they're not just hired and they're one of your employees. They have a time where we need to see if you are a good fit for the business. And I'm sure that my wife is uh, capable of saying this much more eloquently than I am. But um, having that time period, once you've decided that they are actually a real candidate Then giving them 30, 60 days for a probationary period, I think that is crucial because you have no idea who you're hiring through interviews. It is a terrifying thing to say that, but it is very, very, very real. And we have been hurt many times throughout this. And we're not perfect, right? The whole reason that we're on this podcast is we have fallen on our face. We have made so many mistakes and we want to help and share some of our pitfalls and um, what we do and what we do now that is successful and really limits some of the time that you spend training. Because that is some of the most expensive time that you can possibly have in your clinic is taking one of your experienced staff members away to train somebody else. So what we have found, and I don't want to speak out of my ass, sorry. But, uh, is, is when you have the initial interview, okay, they made it, then they sit with the owners or manager or whatever it is. And then the rest of the staff and then jump in.
2: Yeah, no, that's pretty much, I mean, training is so important as you guys probably know. Um, I think it's really important to invest in your staff and to make sure that they're trained and that period of time could take anywhere from, you know, a month to a couple of months, depending on the broad, you know, the spectrum of your business and how much you're actually training on. Um, so I think it's very, very important that you are investing in your team. And it's really hard to know an initial interview if somebody's going to make it. It really, truly is. Everybody puts forward their best foot. And so I would say slow to hire, quick to fire. And if you know that somebody's not going to be a good fit and they're not going to cut it, you got to let them go and just start over. You, you will spend so much time and money investing in somebody that's not the right person as opposed to just starting over. And it just—it actually just happened to us, too.
3: Which, by the way, if you have not listened to the Aesthetics Quarter, uh, when to give the boot, you <laughs> definitely should go back and listen to that because <laughs> into, um, that exact piece, because if somebody is not carrying the weight, they need to go.
2: Well, and I will just end and sort of cap this off with saying that experience is important, but I would much rather have the right personality in somebody who's quick to learn over experience, because we're able to do a lot of the training within our office. And so I would rather have the right person as opposed to somebody that has like the perfect resume. 10 times out of 10.
3: Great. All right, Lisa, you're up.
0: Let's go.
1: So I think it comes down to specific, unique branding for the process and systems, quality control and consistency. When you are Hiring somebody uh, to echo what's already been said is you don't know these people, and anybody can pull off a fabulous interview. You've got where you know most people will give a reference; it's going to be their best friend, their grandma, and their neighbor, and they're, that's who they're giving, and they're going to say it's a professional reference. And so, I love the three-step process of the initial phone call, an in-person, a working interview. The only thing I do a little bit differently, um, and I've suggested to to some of my clients is put them on that, that first initial four to six weeks is four weeks ish. They are going to need intense training. And what i I don't like when somebody's on board and all of a sudden it's C1 one, do one and then they're doing consults or C1 one, do one and they're doing treatments. I think hiring them after that three-step process, hiring them as a contractor for that first four weeks gives you that additional time where you invest in all of that training, you can see some of these things Uh, come up if there are any flags before you even make them a permanent employee. And then your three-month probation starts. It just gives you an extra little bit of time. And in that first month when you're doing intensive training on how you're doing your consultations, so that quality control and that piece of this is how we do it here with our brand, you have that additional time to put into it where you you're not really, they're not really collecting commission because they're not really seeing patients yet. And so I think that extra little piece of that 30 days as a contractor before you decide to jump in to hire them as a permanent full time gives you a little bit of extra time to see if that's going to work out. And in that onboarding process, um, I think that that education on policies, procedures, clinic culture, and any resources. So whatever the patient that's coming in for is reading, all the brochures, any of those things need to be read, understood, and known cold in that onboarding process before you stick that person in front of a, a paying patient because what happens is if they're not ready that's not going to give you what you need for your brand you want premium this is the thing docs out there you need to know that you need to put that money into education and they need to know their shit cold before you put them in front of a patient so that they aren't giving misinformation or they're not ready to be in front of a patient patients are coming in paying a premium this it's expensive. They're paying a premium. You want them to have premium uh results. You also want them to have a premium experience and that comes with onboarding. And with onboarding, I know when we were talking about uh you know, things that go south or red flags, you need to write them up. We've talked about that in previous episodes. Um, it's really important that if you see those red flags, don't let it go past that 30, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days of your probationary period. You got to nip that shit in the bud because it it, it will bite you in the ass. 100%. Not, cut, cut them. Do you cut actually them write people machete up? factor. Do you actually Do you write people up? Shetty. 100 yes. yes. percent and and how, write how them up. conversation you have to write them up conversation goes you know what i don't want to be here as much as you don't want to be here it puts me in an awkward situation where we have to have this discussion but i'm prepared to do it because i like my business more than i like you right now and it's an awkward conversation and that's that you just gotta machete factor it out it's not it's not,
3: it's not it's not. an awkward conversation. It's just, it's just
0: business. Well, listen, I want it to is. point out before I get over to Nathan that there are a few things our listeners should be aware of. Depending on where you live, depending on the state, depending on the province, depending on the country, rules are different. In Canada, for example, in Ontario, you can only do a max of 90 days probationary period. Anything beyond that, you can't just let an employee go or extend their probationary period to six months without paying them severance. Be aware of that. Also, even in your first three months of 90 days, if you want to put them on a probationary period and then think that you could just let them go because it's not working out, you legally need to be able to prove why it didn't work out and not pay them the severance. So writing them up or nipping those red flags in the butt from the get go are very, very important to touch on what you said, Lisa, before I throw it over to Nathan, if you are doing your onboarding correctly, (laughs) That person is already molded. And I know that you guys like your uniforms. Part of your uniforms is also getting them ready for going out into the market, being in front of that client, being part of your clinic. You cannot spend $300,000 on a clinic and have this amazing decor and have this amazing design and amazing layout and functionality, and then spend a day with that person and throw them out there. Also, doctors. Doctors. If you meet the new hire at 9 a.m. and see them at 5 p.m. at the end of the day and say, how was your day? And that's your onboarding process. You failed them as an employer. Take your time 100%. and walk them proper into your clinic. Nathan, you're
4: up. We're at nine minutes. Well, I don't have much time, but I'm going to take a different route for this one. So for me, onboarding, there's two parts of it. There's the networking and recruiting, and then there's the actual onboarding itself. And I talked about it in another episode In my opinion, business owners, when they're investing so much money in their business, they need to set this thing up so it doesn't fail, and they need to set themselves up for success. And part of that is always networking in the industry and always interviewing. You want to grow your business, you need people to grow your business, so you should always be lining up the next nurse injector, the next physician associate, the next admin person. You need to know who these people are and who you want to bring into the clinic before you even need to bring them in. When you do that, a lot of all these pains and aches and pains of having to write people up will go away because you are recruiting the best of the best in your city or your network or wherever you are. So that's the first thing. The second thing, the way you set yourself up for success is you must have a clinic playbook. And inside that clinic playbook, it must have the ins and outs of everything your clinic does and how it does it in a successful way. And the reason why is things happen. People leave. And if you leave information in people's head and it's not on paper, when certain people leave your organization, you are in big, big trouble. So having a playbook is so important and easy to read playbook chapter by chapter with tabs in it that every staff member has a copy of so whenever they are stuck if it's in the middle of the night they can go and read it and find out what they are to do in that situation the other thing is when the staff member turns up for day one they must have an onboarding schedule and that, must, that onboarding schedule must be supported with someone from your staff who takes care of all the HR, who is going to hold their hand throughout their onboarding schedule, which has their expectations, KPIs they need to meet, um, uh, training that they need to get past, and I would always include – and lean on my partners to help with all this training as well as your top staff members. The other thing I would do to add a cherry on the top because we're only employing the best, remember, because we've already networked and we've got the best in and we want them to make them feel warm and fuzzy is, I would have a skincare program for their skin on their desk and I would have uh, whatever their their skincare patient journey is going to be, I would actually book them in to see one of your skin consultants so they can start their 12-month journey of your clinic and give them a great experience right from the start. What we're doing by doing all this, we are setting people up to success people. We are not leaving it in the destiny of someone else's hands. We are creating success right from the start. So again, this comes back to the business owner. The onboarding is on you. It's who you hire and how you onboard them. So if you are having to hire and fire staff on a regular basis, I think you need to look at your onboarding and your recruiting process.
0: I think if you're looking at having to hire and staff on a right, fire and hire staff on a regular basis, you need to really look in the mirror. But that's a whole <laughs> other subject. <laughs> so I do want to say here, because this is a big one, and I see this all the time when I'm out in clinics. Clinics do not want to pay for training from their vendors no and this is a problem for me i mean i think some vendors should offer a certain amount of free training i think some Mm -hmm. vendors should be able to take into account if a place is a key account if they're spending a lot of money with you as a vendor in a partnership you should be able to offer certain levels of training for free but then there's those clinics that you know they have they're letting people go three times a week and they're hiring new people and they want a new training every month that is very expensive for your partners, guys. They got to fly out their clinicians. They got to get people in there, dedicate hours at a date. They too need to make money. So please invest in the continued education of your staff. I will say that I think onboarding is the key to success. Yeah.
2: 100%. I think it is
0: imperative Agreed. because the onboarding explains your patient journey, it explains your clinic culture, it explains your vision as an owner, it explains why you started this business, what it cost you. Personally, professionally, financially, to develop everything around you and what it means to be part of the team. If you Mm -hmm. cannot express that when someone starts, you're getting them off the wrong foot. Mm -hmm. I really don't have a new
2: person train another new person,
4: amen.
0: Uh, Amen. Amen. And and, and, I think think owners need to be an active part of welcoming that person into the family. It's like me inviting you over for dinner to my house to, to welcome you for Christmas dinner. And I'm in the kitchen the whole time and you don't see me till the meal's done. It just, it's, it's not right.
4: Well, and the, the other thing with onboarding, George, and recruiting and hiring is I like to call it the elevator test, right? If you're going to hire someone that you wouldn't want to be stuck in an elevator with your top 10 clients, don't hire them. Good. Genius.
0: gold. i work with him and i love, I him love for that, that. i wouldn't want to be stuck in an elevator with him
4: but the ever. thing is
0: <laughs> ever and i love <laughs> it and I love the it. thing is
4: if you can't if you can if you really think that that person could not be stuck in an elevator with your top 10 clients you should never hire them because you're about to onboard this person and throw them out into the great wide world of what's called your business, that you've invested not just a lot of money, your blood, your sweat, your tears. And it only takes one mistake in front of the wrong patient to, to ruin your business in a way like you're losing one of your top clients or losing one of your clients. That's going to tell way- everyone about the
3: experience. It's a, it's a huge mess. This so is way more, way more than blood, sweat and tears. Yeah. This is everything you've ever had.
1: 100%. I mean, 100% Ste-
3: Steph and I, when we, when we started a business, I think I've told this before, I think George and Nathan have heard me say this on stage before, but when we started a business, uh, we saw an opportunity, and I emptied my 401k, Steph emptied her 401k, and we bought a device, we rented a space, and we uh, we had... left and we spent it all month one in advertising all All in in. absolutely all in. So we're, we're saying everything we've ever saved in our entire lives. So when people say that it's just this little bit, and I think we're going to do an entire segment on what it takes to actually start a business, not just in aesthetics, but especially in aesthetics is you have to be serious about this. And that is going balls to the wall, pardon the expression, but we need to go all in on this. And I mean, I can speak from experience, but we were all in. I mean, if it didn't work, we were done. So when, when, when you are onboarding, you are hiring people that represent you. You are hiring people that represent your business. You are hiring people that represent your heart, your soul, and everything that you have ever done in your life. Because if you're not portraying your business like that, you're doing it wrong,
0: period. Absolutely. Now, I want to say before uh, we go any further, I have failed you as your moderator this episode because I've let you guys go to 17 minutes because that personal story from Nick to verdict. Was very funny. Right. <laughs> sorry, but it gets me out fired up. Very yeah. touching. I just I want to say the story again because I like when you say the word balls. Yeah. So um, <laughs> we had that. That was a very good episode. You know what? And just to to summarize, guys, I I, I don't think we need to say anything beyond what Nick just said. If someone is not going to join your your business and you have not expressed to them what it took for you to get this business going and what they are stepping into to be part of your professional family, whether it's for 10 days or 10 years, you are going to have a problem with them. And then you need to go all the way back to, I believe, our second episode and learn about giving them the boot before it's too late. Because it takes one bad apple, one bad apple, people. But we got to remember, as business owners, it's us that pick the apples to fill the basket. So choose wisely. Make sure they're the right fit. Make sure they're all the same color. If you want the same uniform, all shiny red apples, all beautiful, all the best of the best. Maybe color wasn't the right word. Maybe okay. i don't mean that racially let's be clear don't get me in hot water here oh my god i think i just burnt my entire career in one statement by accident i do not mean it like that. i you knew what you meant i know you knew what i meant but there's gonna be that one break. we should edit that I, you know what we're done this episode just say good night everybody i'm gonna go crawl into a hole and die after that That little wrong said word, which I didn't mean that way. I I want to cry right now. That was so bad. Okay, Say goodnight. Say goodnight, quote everybody. Nobody onboarded me for this. I'm just going to say that. Nobody.
3: Uh, Quick discretion. Every uh, word and things that were said in this do not represent the uh, businesses that were part of this.
0: (laughs) If I said anything wrong, Nathan gave me the script, okay? Bye-bye, night, everyone. everyone. make sure to catch all Good our night. episodes on stitcher Good apple night. spotify google podcast every single podcast platform you could ever imagine we're there because we care that rhymed that's so cute and um we'll see you or hear you or listen to you when you send us your videos your messages on any of our social channels find lisa kraus at the bitch and beautician on instagram you've also got steph to verdict and nick to verdict that's how you find them at steph to verdict at nick to verdict <laughs> you've got my main man the thorn to my side my professional husband at Nathan Strom at the Revenue Doctors, and you can follow me and tell me how inappropriate that thing I said was by accident because it sounded completely the wrong way. At the underscore skin underscore guy, if you could see the rest of my crew here, they're all sweating like they're like, "What did you just no. say?" Nathan, Nathan, Nathan's in a full panic. Nathan's in a full panic. All right, guys. Well, it only gets spicier. It only gets hotter. Make sure you're always checking out the Aesthetic Coaches Quarter. Goodbye, everyone. Bye, bye.
2: Guys, Thank thank you.